Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello, hello. Welcome back once again to Inner Bloom Podcast. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. Hello, everybody. We Do you like my podcast voice? Hi, everyone. Welcome. It's very sultry today. It's very soft and sultry. (laughs) Welcome to the spiritual podcast. What is California doing to you? California is turning me super spiritual, guys. Super spiritual. (laughs) I can see that you – I don't even um, have the same voice now. I can see that you have um, your normal travel habits going on behind you. (laughs) Okay. Don't worry about my normal travel habits. Okay. The disrespect is so real today. Yes. I was looking for something this morning. I was in a rush. And Mm. so I have my clothes all over poor Francis's room. Um, Anyway, and Alexa's calling me out. If you guys will recall, um, I'm trying. If you will recall. If you'll recall when Ambie and I traveled together. (laughs) We've had we've had this experience before. It's something I so love about mad you. At me. She, you do not love it about me. She gets so mad at me because I am the messy one of this relationship, and she is definitely the more organized one. Like I think you would have your stuff like neat little piles everywhere, where mine is just there's a towel behind me. There's two different piles of clothes I want to wash. It's bad. Well, I just distinctly remember when we were on Leela's retreat going into the bathroom and there was yeah. like hair straightener and the thing and the other thing, every, yeah. you know, <laughs> everything everywhere. But, you know, yeah. Ju- Judy on Facebook says I'm the same way. So I think there's some. Thanks, Judy. Judy and I can travel. <laughs> I think actually like um, – there's something about like being more creative and like be having everything everywhere. There's some some correlation to that. So I agree knows? because I feel like if it's too organized, I know this is weird, but I know where things are right now, right? And yeah. so if I try to organize this, I do this all the time with my keys. I put them in the same damn spot every single time. Now, if I move the spot, I lost my keys and I have to undo everything. So like I know where it looks messy, but I know where everything's at. Yep. Anyway. 100%. How was your California trip? So, by the way, Tara. Really well. Really quick. Tara Borden says ADHD, look into it. (laughs) Tara, don't worry about my ADHD, okay? You're the second person. Yeah. That's weird. 
unofficially diagnosed me with ADHD. It's yeah. possible. Is it likely? Yes. Yeah. It's fine. We're working with this. It's good. This is just who I am now. Tara said just because it. it sounds very relatable. So. <laughs> I get that. Tara, where are you, by the way? Are you in Seattle? She's not in Seattle. She's in Oregon, right? I'm not sure. Tara, message me on Facebook because I want to see you on, on a couple days. Anyway, I digress. So my trip to California has been amazing. I am in Oceanside right now, but uh, my sister is in San Diego. So I keep Oceanside right outside of San Diego. I digress. Anyway, so I keep going to San Diego. It's amazing. I love it. I've been able to hang out with my friend from high school, Latoya. She doesn't listen to the podcast, but I love you. Um, and I've been able to see some of the listeners like Lewis and Sam, um, and I'm seeing Tammy today. And so it's just been really fun to like meet up with you guys in real life and hang out with you. Lewis even met my whole family. That was awfully <laughs> humiliating. Great. Great. I was like, Lewis, oh my God, he got stories. a, he got a, a, um, what do you call it? A premiere experience. With you. He sure did. Premier behind the scenes. He surely did. Behind the scenes experience. And it was so fun because then we went um, to like a bunch of gay bars and it was a good time. We had a good time, Lewis and I. Um, what else did we do? I just want to say I just feel like you're really living out like something that you really wanted in the beginning of – this whole transition that you've been experiencing, I just remember you saying like, I really want to go and just like explore and like be out there and travel. And like, I, I really feel like you've been doing it. You've been like taking, like, I know that you went there for other reasons, but I feel like you've been maximizing the time that you've been there. And you've really just been, it's so cool. Cause like, I'm watching you from kind of far away, you know, like I'm watching you from like social media and I'm like, I feel like this whole new kind of version of Ambie is emerging. So it's cool to watch. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Like my favorite place in San Diego is La Jolla, hands down. It's my favorite beach. It's my favorite like area to be in. So Latoya and I went there with her family and I, and then I went there by myself a little bit and it it's just amazing. I just like, I love that it's November and I'm in shorts. That makes me really happy. Um, I miss my kids, obviously, and I miss back home, but it, it is nice to be out here and it's like a breath of fresh air. It's really nice. Yeah. You so can tell. Can I tell everybody what happened today when I was on the, on the phone with you? Remember? Oh, sure. If you want to. Yeah. Okay. So, so this is wild. So I'm driving down. Um, Amby, you're like breaking up a little bit. It's a bit. big freeway in San Diego. Oh, okay, hold on. <laughs> oh. I don't know how to fix that. I'm on Wi-Fi. <laughs> hmm. I don't know what to do. And I think there's a delay too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Tell your story. I guess we're just rolling with it. Okay. So I'm on the 15 freeway and... I see, I see a guy with like a neon vest and he had long sleeves and jeans and, um, I can see him walking on the freeway. And so I see him like the way that I see you. And so I, I like start to slam on my brakes thinking like, I don't want to, um, be in an accident. Right. 
I don't know why this guy's walking on the freeway, but he was. And all of a sudden I realized that nobody else is slamming on their brakes. There's no guy coming out of the other side. Like nothing has happened. And I realized you just saw a spirit, but you saw him like physically, you weren't trying to connect to anybody. You just saw somebody that possibly died on the freeway. So it was really interesting because I was on the phone with Alex at the time and I went, oh shit, because I thought like <laughs> I'm going to hit somebody. And then I realized, no, nope, that was, that person's already passed. Spirit. Which just a spirit. is the perfect segue into um, our upcoming group coaching program, which we appropriately named You're Not Crazy, You're Intuitive. Because, Ambie, in that moment, you're like, what is going on? <laughs> and even yep. you – and even you, you, I feel like, have moments where you've been doing this for so long, but even you have moments where you're like, what am I seeing right now, you know? And you yeah. realize it's, yep, it's your exactly. intuition or your ability. Yeah, because in those moments, it's not, like, planned. You're not actively trying. It just kind of ha- happens spontaneously. And so it is nice to have that community of people and understand, like, oh, this is what's going on. This is normal. This is why this happened. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be scared. And so that's really why we created this program so we can help you guys come into your intuition and really hone it as a skill as compared to kind of just living, thinking you're crazy and making excuses for why these things are happening. Yeah. And going into all different types of your intuition and all different types of the Claire's and all different types of skills. Like we're spending a week on like telepathy. We're spending a week on, we're spending two weeks on mediumship. We're spending, you know, each week has a dedicated thing except for mediumship, which has two weeks. So, um, and this is probably our most affordable coaching program ever because we really wanted to do something for the baby intuitives for the, and baby intuitives just means people who are just exploring their intuition or want to, or know their intuitive, but haven't really practiced with it or honed it at all. Um, and yeah, it starts mm-hmm. January, 2022 and we already had people start to sign up. We're so excited. So if you want to get in their spots Yay! are limited. <laughs> spots are limited. You can click the link in our, our show notes uh, to join. It's um, $1,200 if you want a full pay or $1,500 with a, a payment plan. Um, so click the link or message us to get in on that. Woohoo! And, um, and now let's segue into our topic for today, which is – and I already saw people commenting about this on Facebook – our topic is no one's coming to save you and that's a really good thing i saw someone comment saying like um that sucks because i really need saving (laughs) saving so So what yeah i mean i i really get that idea that this sucks i need saving i understand that because you know it does uh, it it it's a little disheartening when you first hear it that no one is coming to save you, but then it can be really empowering. And that's, I want to talk about both of those personally, like the disheartening aspect and then the empowering aspect. But the disheartening aspect is this idea that in society, we need someone to save us. And if you look at uh, Disney stories, any Disney story, really any single one, there's always a female character that is being rescued most of the time by a male character. But it's this idea that you can't stand on your own and save yourself. Now, 
I will admit maybe there are like one or two movies coming out where they like didn't do that. But most of the majority of Disney movies and most movies that you see when you are preteen to uh, going into your early 20s, most of the love story involves some type of rescuing and involves someone saving someone else and making their lives better. And so I think that we definitely have this idea in our head that A, that's what a relationship should be, is one person saving the other person. So one person is automatically not as good as the other person, right? The the person that's not as good has to kind of live up to this idea of like, I'm so lucky that this person chose me. And then the other idea is that um, this feeling of I have to rescue everybody else around me, even if it's to my own demise, even if it's to my own detriment, or if I don't want to do it, my boundaries don't count. I still have to do this. and I'm obligated to do this. And you see that a lot in family dynamics of one person being the savior of the family and kind of everybody relying on them. And I just personally feel like it's exhausting and it's bullshit. And it's a stereotype that we need to really dissolve so we can rewrite a better scenario and have healthy relationships as compared to this savior complex. Mm. And I'm done speaking. I, I totally agree. And, um, you know, the other thing that 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 dynamic does is set us up for, well, when you're constantly feeling like you have to be rescued as the woman, right? Like, so I grew up definitely feeling like this, like I was going to meet this perfect person who was going to rescue me from all of my problems. And, uh, and it puts you in a very powerless position because if you're told, oh, you don't have the power, you have to find somebody who has the power and then they're going to help you out. They're going to come save you. They're going to have what you need, right? They don't, not up until recently, I think, have stories or movies begun to teach like, no, you have this within you. Um so I was telling Ambie the other day, like one of the best things, and I think she's frozen, but it's fine. Um, oh, no, you're back. One of the best things okay, that you ever said to me, and it was, I think it was either my, on the episode of my higher self, when you channeled my higher self, I'm pretty sure that's what it was, or it was, that was a wild ride. Yeah, it was okay. one of our very first episodes, but I'll never forget it because what you said or what they said coming through you was no one is coming to save you. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, it was just the most jarring thing I'd ever heard. No one, is, <laughs> no one is coming to save you. And while it was jarring, it also was very empowering and liberating. And the thing that I needed to hear in that moment, because it was like this, speaking of like Disney movies, it was like the, the sentence that broke the spell in my mind. The sentence that broke the spell mm-hmm. of that someone was coming to save me and that I needed other people to help me, that I couldn't do it myself, that I couldn't make my own decisions, that I couldn't save myself, mm-hmm. right, um, when I needed it. Yeah. And that was the best thing that was ever said to me because I swear after that, everything started to change. Like my perspective of my life, my perspective of relationships, my perspective of my power really transformed um, because I finally stopped waiting or expecting others to do. I finally took ownership. I finally took ownership of my life. 
right? And we all have the power to do this, but depending on the programs that you have going on, right, whether it be for movies, media, the relationships we saw growing up or what, um, that's really going to affect how you're currently operating out there in the world when when it comes to problems, when it comes to happiness, when it comes to enjoying your life, right? Mm-hmm. Who who are you giving ownership over that? Is it someone outside of you or is it you? No. And why are you giving ownership to someone outside of you? Can you guys still see me? Mm-hmm. Is this good? Okay. Because I agree. I think that is something that like, we do so often it's, it goes back to this idea of, I don't want to be rejected. And we don't even ask ourselves if we want to participate in that person's story. We just are so worried about being rejected that we don't even care what, how they're treating us, you know? And so it's the same dynamic here. It's, I'm so worried about being saved that I don't even see my own power. Oh my God. I, Oh, that like gives me a knot in the stomach because I spent literally my whole life just being like, love me, love me, love me, please love me. Will someone love me? Will yeah. someone lo- yeah. because, because I thought from a very early age, all I have to do is yep. find someone to love me. And if mm-hmm. someone loves me, then I'll be good. Then everything's going to yep. be good. And so, like you said, it almost didn't even matter. I never... I never thought to myself, do I like them? Are they good enough for me? Are they, because I was, my brain was set up to think like, can I just get someone to love me? And the more that people didn't love me in the way, you know, that more people didn't reciprocate that notion, the more desperate I felt, the more I felt like there was nothing in me to love, you know? Exactly. The more devalued you are. Exactly. Yeah. And I, Uh, yeah, because- Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I just feel like what you said there is so important because what I hope to teach my daughter one day, if I have a daughter, is that whether it's with a relationship or a job interview, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, it's not Mm -hmm. about, are you good enough for them? It's, do I want to, is this person good enough for me? Like, and we can change the wording good enough. We can say, is this person a good match for me? Is this person yeah. someone I would enjoy? Is this person someone who will treat me right? Is this interviewing them rather, and even in a job interview, same thing. Instead of being like, oh my God, I hope I'm good enough for this company, being like, are is this a good match for me and my skill set, right? I think we're Absolutely. taught so much over time, once again, that we're not enough and that everything out here is judging us and judging our value if we are enough. And no wonder all of us have such an issue with unworthiness. Like, no wonder. Mm-hmm. Look at how everything is structured and what we're taught our whole lives, you know? Yeah, we're taught that we we have to earn love. That's what we're taught. We have to be good enough for love. This is not working for me. I'm so sorry, everybody. I keep moving around. Um, but we're taught that we have to earn love, that love has to be, um, it's a reward. It's not just something that happens. And that's really, and we're also taught that love is enough. Love is not enough. <laughs> love, Like loving someone, whether it's a family dynamic, a, like a romantic relationship, a job, loving your job, loving your partner, loving your family is not enough because we're, again, we're not acknowledging how we're being treated. We're not acknowledging 
what our traumas are, what their traumas are, and how our traumas coincide with each other. Because what my traumas are, are going to trigger out different traumas in you. And that might really piss you off to the point where you don't want to be in a, a partnership with me. And that doesn't mean you don't love me. That just means that I'm not treating you according to the way you want to be treated. And that goes back into the idea of, well, if I can change her, I can, um, it'll be a better relationship. No, you don't get to change people. You don't get to, to do that again, because nobody is saving you and it's not your job to save others. Amen. Um, hold on. There are some comments coming in. Um, <sighs> Let's see. Carrie Fox. Hi, Carrie. Said it's a form hey, of es- it's a form of escapism as well. Living in a fairy tale mm-hmm. world, disconnecting from reality. Absolutely. Which is but which- I I even go ahead. That's okay, Amika. I was gonna say I even want to take that a step further, Carrie, and say that our reality is this because the movies, everything that we've seen, the relationships that are normalized that we just assume are going to this dynamic of the savior and the savvy they are that dynamic so i would even challenge that idea and say that it's not really a fantasy it's it's more of a reality and we have to live in the fantasy the idea or recreate the reality of not being saved and not saving others because you see this so much in the spiritual community lately well i'm awakened and i want to help my family awake it's not your job it's not your job to awaken the masses like they will do whatever it is that they want to do. And that's a really hard road to accept that people are not going to do what you want them to do because what you think is right and what they think are right are very different things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Adonica says, I love this discussion. Summer said, will this be on replay? I want to let a couple people hear this. <laughs> yes, it will. It is on replay. <laughs> And the audio version comes out on Wednesday, so you can send it to them. Uh, Ricardo says, this is, this is why I love loving. Cherishing who each of us is at this moment is so worth celebrating already. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think this is why it's really important. I know, Ambi, not to call you out, but it just relevant, is something that you've um, dealt with quite a bit is this like putting others on a pedestal, mm-hmm. you know, in certain ways. Like you meet someone and – they're they're all bright and shiny and you even mentioned that that happened with me like when me and you first met right this this kind of yeah almost automatic like that this person has it all together this projecting this perfect image this person's better than me yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's it's really interesting I think like it's idealizing someone is what it is and I think that that's Mm -hmm. what we do once again in relationships we idealize things so much that that oftentimes I think that's actually how people get into like toxic and like very disempowering relationships is we idealize this person even if there's so many red flags we just keep we're so fixed on this, what we want them to be, speaking of like what we want people to be yeah. and how we, how we want people to live life. We're so fixed on that image that mm-hmm. we just ignore all the red flags because we're like, but it could be this or or there's fragments of this, right? And I think that is a big, speaking of like trying to escape reality, um, 
I think that our society is really in this state right now of idealism, like idealizing. Think of what we do with social media. We look at celebrities. Mm -hmm. We look at celebrities and we're celebrity obsessed. And we think, oh, celebrities have the perfect life. All I need to do is get famous and I'll be saved, right? All I need Uh, to do. That's it, yeah. All All I need to do is, or we idealize like, looks right it's the same thing oh all I need to do is get um lip injections and I'll be loved all I need to do is or get lose this- 10 pounds and I'll be loved mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. and that makes it so that we've talked about this in a couple episodes ago but it, it that's what oh this is like I'm having a beautiful mind moment because it's it's all connecting right now it's like yes no wonder this is the narrative that we're form that we're that we're told from such a young age because again what does it all lead back to consumerism that's what it leads back yes to. that's so true that's so true because it's this idea of you're missing something if you don't have x whatever x is right but i do want to touch back on this pedestal idea because leela was the one that called me out on this and kind of woke me up out of this spell and i still do this with people to this day and leela called me out like years ago And I think it's a good thing that I do, but I also think it's a really bad thing that I do, more of a bad thing than a good thing. But I will hyper-focus on someone's quality about them that I really like about them. Um, Whether it's like their sense of self, whether it's their sense of um, freedom, their sense of like joy, whatever it is, whatever quality that I feel like I want to embody, I hyper-focus on that so much that I don't see any other traits about that individual. And while that can be a really exciting thing, like I can, I, when I tell you something, if I meet you in person and I tell you, like, I really love this quality about you, I think you're so amazing. I'm genuine. I really mean that. However, it is right because when you are building a friendship or building a relationship with this person, you are ignoring all of the other things or attributes about this person that are not great. And that is, it's really interesting because this happened to me personally. And there were all these traits about this person that I was ignoring. And it was like, you know what? I don't want to participate in a, whatever kind of relationship, friendship, romantic work, whatever kind of relationship it is. If I feel like I'm not being treated the way that I want to be treated. And so, yes, I admire this quality in this person, but their other things are not adding up. And so it is not enough for me to participate in this um, relationship any further. You know what I mean? And so I was really proud of myself with that dynamic because it's something so different than I've ever done before. It's something really looking at like the situation as a whole as compared to hyper-focusing on that positive attribute on that one person. And you're right. Like I totally did this to you in the beginning. You were, I remember the first time you cried to me, I'm going to tell everybody because (laughs) it made me look at you as a human Mm -hmm. as compared to this person that I had on this pedestal, Mm -hmm. you know, and like you and I, and I'm not going to name names or anything like that. So don't worry. But you and I had like this disillusion of someone that we both really admire this Mm -hmm. year. And that can be devastating when that happens, when you realize that this person that you've really looked up to and you admire is just human and they're fucked up and they have all their issues too, you know? And I think that this situation 
um, with this person in my personal life has really helped me kind of move past that because I've really seen, yes, you have the ability to hyper-focus on positive attributes about people that you enjoy. However, you need to look at the person as a whole too. Totally. So I really, I'm glad that I went through that experience because it really showed me, you know, where I'm growing and always pick, am I happy in this, you know, a work relationship, romantic relationship, friendship, all of that. Always ask those questions. Am I happy in this dynamic, right? Yeah, I was so proud of you when you made that choice because I felt like you, you really, you like really graduated your own, like your own, I don't know, path. Like you really were ready for that new choice and you said yes to it. And, and I know it's not easy to say yes when we've made one choice for a really long time. Even if we don't love it, yeah. it's, it's it's just familiar. And so it's really hard sometimes to make the new choice. But I feel like you were really ready to make that new choice and to look at things differently. So I'm really proud of you for that. And I want to say too that- Thank you. Yeah. And I want to say too that that's what we're talking about when we say no one's coming to save you. It's not to make mm-hmm. you feel like the world hates you or that the universe mm-hmm. doesn't have your back. It's not that. It's that nobody else can make that decision for you. The universe can support you forever and ever and ever and show up for you in every way possible. But if you don't make the decision to walk through the door, there's nothing that can be done. Like who, what, what, how can – you have free will. You have free mm-hmm. will. So you need to make that decision. You and you and that's why you're here in a human body. You wanted to have that experience of getting to walk through the door. You wanted to have yes. the experience of getting to make the new decision after all the times you didn't make that decision to have that joy. Cause Ambie, I'm sure that it felt so good when you finally made the new decision and was like, oh, this is great, right? Yeah. Like new. Because like, I pick me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And like, that's, that's the thing that's so funny is that we asked for signs and we asked for all of these things. And there were so many signs, but I took them the other way. I took them like, oh, it's a sign to go on this path. Right. right. And it's funny, but it's also like, okay, let's look at, and I think that this is what we need in a spiritual community. Let's look at logically how the situation is coming up. Let's look at the facts here. How at work, how are you being treated? Do you like the way you're being treated at work? Do you like the way your boss is, is relating to you and talking to you? Do you enjoy the task, the work that you're given? No? Well, then why are you staying? Are you staying because you can't, you think you can't find anything better? Because people stay in marriages for 20 plus years because of that reason, right? Mm-hmm. And it's this idea of, well, this is as good as it gets or nobody else will help me with this and I have to stay here until someone will help me. And it's just bullshit. It's just bullshit that we feed ourselves because it is scary to move forward. It is scary to say I'm worth more than this and I pick me. Mm. Mm. Put a pin in that. Um. (laughs) Okay, hold on. There's comments here. Carrie says, when you realize the individual you put on the pedestal is human with human problems, it busts your fairy tale bubble you were living in. Not a bad thing. Yeah. Ricardo. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, wait, wait. Ricardo says, 
And perhaps the goodbye is less for the person you're distancing yourself from and more a goodbye from the old you who would have chosen to stay. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm, I love that. Absolutely. Wait, Ricardo also says, I have a question, mini challenge for both of you if it's welcome. What, however small part of you right now is making your from making the you from last year so proud and grateful? Is that the question? Do you understand that question? What part of you? Yeah. What part of us now is making ourselves from last year proud and grateful? Yeah, I think so. Do you want to answer that? Okay. Do you want me to go first? Sure. I would say everything that I'm doing. I would say everything. (laughs) There's nothing. Like, because last year the person was afraid to be alone. This person was afraid of what people thought. This person like she's just a completely different person and like I've had so many people private message me and say like I can tell in your eyes you're happier and that's wild because like you've never met me in real life yeah so I would say everything I'm traveling by myself I'm telling people things that I would have never told people a year ago like I'm taking chances I never would have taken I'm looking the way I want to look like everything how about you? Hell yeah. Um, gosh, okay. I feel like <sighs> okay. The first thing that comes up is actually about like listening and communication and being um like the connection I have with the people in my life. Like I feel like last year when I think of myself, I think of a lot of I don't know. I was still I still at times would choose my ego over and what I mean by that is like I still at times would choose that I wanted to win the fight over mm. having a productive conversation, right? Or having yeah. having a good resolution. Um and I mm-hmm. feel like this year I've really worked on that so much and I'm noticing recently that I really love the way that I'm communicating with people in my life. I like the way I'm relating to them. I like um I like my I like my mood, like my and I also feel like I'm doing things I'm setting myself up for I'm stepping into a new phase of my life, which is actually really scary in a lot of ways because it, it feels big and it feels very different. But I am uh, taking steps in that direction, even though it's scary. Even though it's scary, just knowing that – because actually I had a conversation with my husband the other night where we're looking for new houses and I was like, you know – I'm really going to miss the city and like part of me doesn't want to leave the city. And he's like, well, wait, do you not want to like move? And I'm like, well, no. And what I was just trying to express was like, I'm scared because like, yeah, I don't do well with change. I always forget that. I don't do well with change. Like I, you know, even though I want to move out of this apartment in a way, there's also so many amazing things about it that I totally forgot about until I thought about it. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. like, wait, I, I won't get to walk in my park every day? And wait a minute, I won't get to d- stay around in my building every day? And like, like yeah, no, you won't be yeah. here, right? So what I was trying to communicate was like, I'm scared of change. And what I was saying, the words that were coming out of my mouth were more like sounding like I don't want to move. But it was like, no, I know we're moving. I'm just scared 
but I'm stepping forward anyway. I'm just communicating Mm -hmm. that I'm scared, you know, but I know that that's okay. Whereas a former version of me would have had an absolute meltdown, not even understand that I'm scared of change and that's why I'm melting down. Pick a fight, blah, 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 blah. Not being able to communicate, it would go around and around until I finally figured out that's what it was, right? So Mm -hmm. I guess I just feel proud of myself for being in tune with myself, being able to communicate what I'm feeling, um, knowing that importance and, uh, and taking steps forward, even if I'm scared, you know, cause I know I, I'm, I'm following my call. I'm following the, mm-hmm. I'm following where I'm being led. So. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think that's a really big, you should be really proud of yourself for acknowledging that. Thanks. You know what I love about you? I'm going to tell you. Oh, I love good. that like there are some times where like like right now, like I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not going to be able to do that. But I feel like most people wouldn't have even noticed that until after they already moved. And then they <laughs> yeah. think about all of the things that they're not going to get to do. Whether Whereas now, you know, oh, these are the things I'm going to miss. So I better like be appreciative of it while I still have it right now. I thought of that too. I was like, oh, what a gift that I like suddenly realized it because I had not thought of it at all. I'm like, oh, like I'm looking at the shiny new stuff, right? Shiny new house, Mm -hmm. shiny new this, shiny new And then I was just like, wait, you know? (laughs) So I am getting to have that experience now while we're still looking. I'm getting, I really, every time I walk around my park, I'm like, I love this park. I love you, park. I love you, tree. Like I, I, I can't imagine not being here, but I know that wherever I'm going, when I go, it's time for the next thing, you know? And I think that that's such a, as I said it, I almost got really sad because I was like, wow, I feel like that's such a metaphor for life, you know? It's like when we're here to just love whatever's around us and and not not to, you know, when we're not thinking about that our life will end one day, when we're just thinking about, oh, I'm a human and human being a human sucks and all that, we're not walking mm-hmm. around being like, oh, bless you this. And if we were told today that today, if we were told today that our life would end tomorrow, we would be literally being like, but this hair tie and this is this everything, you know, you 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 would you would just cherish it so much. And so Anyway, it's kind of like what I'm realizing right now is that in life, you get a lot of practices for that. You get a lot of little moments like that, you know, like moving or um, the end of a relationship or changing jobs, right? Like you have to say goodbye in certain ways and then suddenly you realize, oh, even though I thought that sucked every day, I really did like that part, you know? So yeah, I guess I really did like that. It's just a reminder that, like, life is the same way. We just kind of forget to look at it like that, you know? So. And I think that that's a beautiful thing to remember is to live in the moment. And that's why people talk about being present, being in the moment, because it's the little moments that count. It's the little moments that count. Ding! Hallmark. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, I think this is uh, a really beautiful place to wrap up. And thank you, everyone, who – there's so many great comments, too. Thank you, everyone, who chimed in on this conversation. We love having this conversation with you. Um, 
Again, don't forget, if you want to join our You're Not Crazy, You're Intuitive group coaching program, make sure you uh, click the link in our bio or send us a message. Um, If you want to get in on this month's Conversations with ARC9, uh, which is our $20 Patreon tier where Ambrosia channels the ARC9 and you get to ask them a question or two along with everyone else, which is really fun because people ask them all kinds of crazy questions, sometimes just about like life or the earth or past lives. And um, it's it's really great to all be in the conversation together. Good shit. It's good shit. Yeah. Um, You can do that by signing up for our Patreon at our $20 Dragonfly tier or above. And yeah, Ambie, anything else we should share? Hmm. No. Um, well, actually, I do want to share one more thing. If you feel like you would like more help with your intuition and unlocking your psychic mediumship abilities, please join our coaching program because it's really going to be very powerful. Um, I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited about teaching again. And also... You're such a good teacher, too. Live in the moment. Thank you. Live in the moment. Be in the moment. If you feel like someone's not treating you well, if you feel like you're not treating someone well, you have the opportunity to change it. Amen. And until next time, keep on blooming. Bye, everybody. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast.